Hello, hello, hello. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave for our Tuesday edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours. I'm glad to be with you this morning. It's been kind of a rushed morning, so I'm probably not as prepared as I would like to be, but we're here to answer your questions, whatever they may be, about MagnaWave, machines, training, uh, whatever it is that you'd like to talk about, we're here to talk with you. If you'd like to talk with me personally about your uh, questions, give me a call or send me a text at 502-414-3436. Send the text uh, with your question and I will call you back and we can have a conversation about whatever it is you would like to talk about. We're excited to uh, always be available to answer your questions. We get into better depth when we're on the phone together and uh, talking about uh, whatever it is that you're uh, interested in uh, dealing with. So we're glad to be here today. And again, if you have a question, just uh, simply post it. I'll go after some questions here in a second. A couple of things to talk about. As you know, MagnaCon coming up again next year. This It's same dates this coming year, 2022, as this year, June the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Here in Louisville, we're changing venues. I can't tell you where it's going to be yet, but I can tell you it's really going to be exciting. It's going to be dramatic. It's going to be beautiful. Um, and the views are going to be great. Hint, hint. But uh, uh, we're excited to uh, get ready for MagnaCon uh, next year. So if you want to get your tickets before the end of the year, uh, you'll save $100 on your ticket to join us at MagnaCon. Now, this will be the last MagnaCon for for a year and a half, basically two years, because in 2023, we're going to do regional shows. We'll do, uh, I think, three or four quick shows in various parts of the country to make it more convenient for some people to come together for that. And then in 2024, gosh, that seems like a long way away, we'll come back to Louisville for a large MagnaCon in Louisville. So Make your, make your plans accordingly. We'd love to see you this year. And again, it's going to be an exciting event. We have a brand new product that we're going to introduce at, at MagnaCon this year. Uh, it's not a device like we have now, but it is a device that will be usable in your practice. If you have a, a practice that you're using, whether for people or for animals, I think it's going to be uh, very exciting, game-changing in some cases to uh, help you by adding additional modalities and so forth to your practice or to your clinic or to your home, however you want to uh, want to think about that. So make arrangements, join us at MagnaCon. You can uh, buy your tickets at MagnaCon.com. I believe that is right, Tony. If so, just simp uh, drop that into the chat box and uh, we can handle that and talk about that accordingly. Let's take a look here and see. Uh, Tracy's with us this morning, Northern Lights. Hello, Felicia's with us. Uh, Leilani, Leilani is with us again this morning. Aloha. Dion is with us. Joe Marsh, Joe is with us this morning. So thank you for being here. Hazel's with us on CastBox. Of course, you know, we're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, CastBox on the website. So there's plenty of places to catch up with what we're discussing here on the MagnaWave office hours. So we're excited to be doing that and being with you. Let's see some questions here that we may have had. Uh, Cherry asks, Sherry, excuse me, I have an opportunity to discuss my services with a hospice agency that has a holistic approach. Has anyone had experience working with hospice patients, patients or agencies? I would think very low on the mat to make the client more comfortable. We've done work with various hospice types of agencies and certainly we've done some work in some nursing homes and, and so forth. We are kind of looking at how that can work. In fact, we're getting ready to do a study uh, in California, uh, dealing with folks that are sedentary. We want to make them feel a little better, not necessarily people that are depressed, just in a, in a situation that they're not active, they're not doing things, which could be a hospice type of situation potentially for someone. And we're going to uh, do a study to see what we can do to make these folks feel better, to get them more active, so on and so forth. So that could be very beneficial that you might want to use when you start having those kind of conversation. Certainly, when we're dealing with folks that are elderly or in a hospice situation that they're not healthy and it's, a, you know, not a good future type of situation, uh, a lot of times comfort is the key. So if we can provide comfort to someone or help them feel better, that's what this study is going to show us as we move forward 
uh, with the devices, with the safety clearances and the FDA and all of that. So certainly if you have a question or you want to talk about how to approach that type of situation, if you're working with a holistic group and the doctors want to talk to you, we certainly want to help you in that way. If we can, we'd be happy to join you on a meeting, a Zoom meeting or whatever the situation may be. For, so people can best understand what can happen. So, but actually this study that we're gonna be doing uh, coming up here in, in November and December to deal with those types of situations may be very beneficial. As the comment was that Sherry made that uh, very low on a mat to make the client more comfortable. In a hospice type, type situation, you're dealing with all ages of folks, not just elderly people, and you're dealing with different ailments and different situations. So how the comfort can be provided and the, the levels of, of uh, delivery of the energy may vary from person to person, situation to situation, but you just wanna, you wanna go open into it. And I would not across the board say, well, we're only gonna do it at, at, this, at this level. As we know, it's always best to err on the side of comfort. So make sure that comfort is the key provide the energy, let's get the results that we're looking for. As, as you know, we're working with some doctors in New York and we're getting ready to do some work on depression uh, with a psychiatrist and some other docs and be able to show imagery uh, and images of the brain changes before and after treatments to get down that road and see how uh, it applies to uh, depression. We do know that it's been very, very uh, beneficial in depressive type situations. And again, we're working with these doctors and we want to work towards a study uh, in that area as well. So great question. And uh, if you want to talk about it further, Sherry, please feel free to, uh, to give us a holler. And again, don't forget about MagnaCon coming up this year, uh, 2021, 2022, June 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, Michelle asked the question, how do you travel by air with your equipment? She lives in Missouri and going to see her family in Florida this month, but like to take my semi three, but not sure if this can go through the security belt and be x-rayed. It can go through the security belt to be x-rayed. It will be swabbed typically because when you get inside of these devices, they can look a little uh, uh, from an x-ray perspective, they can look a little threatening, if you will. Uh, but of course, the, the Macs and the Julian machines and some of those machines, when you x-ray them, kind of looks could look uh, kind of explosive. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, you can certainly travel. You can carry on a semi, no problem. You could do a Soul, Soul Pro. Uh, I used to travel with a Max uh, and put it right into the bin. Uh, if you feel that, or if the airplane is not large enough and they don't have enough storage, check it at the gate. Uh, don't check it as baggage. Take it through and check it at the gate. Uh, it, it's handled more gingerly at that point, and you can kind of be with your device. Uh, but yes, they will go through TSA. If it's never, if your airport that you're going through has never dealt with these, they're certainly going to check it. I remember when I first started flying out of Louisville, uh, traveling with a Max machine, I'd go to the airport, and sometimes I had to be there two or three hours early because they would take an hour to try to figure out <clears throat> what we had. It's always good to have brochures, have a brochure talking about veterinary use and so forth, so they understand what the device is. But uh, today, uh, we go through, they, they look at it, and bingo, here you go, have a good day. So uh, just take it, don't check it as baggage, Check it at the gate if you need to check it uh, at the aircraft, but with a semi or a sole, you should have no problems using the overhead bin uh, to carry your device. So great question, Michelle. Thank you. Um, let's see. Let's see. I had a new client contact me to do a session on her draft mule with bad lymph lymphangitis uh, on her hand leg. The mule is a rescue and has had uh, lymphangitis for at least three months now. The vet has been involved and wants to use steroids to address the issue, but the owner wants to try PEMF first and uh, talks about doing a full body session and then treating the area. I understand that the owner may want to uh, try things that are more holistic first or a way to, to deal with it. I think that uh, the, the itis at the end talks about inflammation and that's what you're dealing with. You need good blood flow to those areas. So I think uh, to be very beneficial to the owner and to the whole situation to treat the animal, do a full body session, treat the area where the animal's having the problem and then come back. 
when you start working with the veterinarian, you could work really very well in concert as to what you're applying and how that can work together with the veterinarian to achieve the result that they're looking for uh, with this particular animal. Let me come back here and see if we've had any contact. Uh, nope, nobody's uh, sent me a text yet. 502-414-3436 to visit. Send me a text. We will give you a call back and we can have conversation about whatever it is that you'd like to discuss. All right. Uh, I'll tell you one, uh, I, I see Leilani's got a, a uh, question down here or a comment. We'll get to that in, in just a second. I do want to talk about, as you, as you know, we use a CRM program. That's, that's uh, customer response, customer participation management, uh, CRM program. It's called keep. Uh, it's a way that we can keep track of the customers, keep notes on customers, send emails to customers, the, the whole nine yards. And, and Keep used to be called Infusionsoft, but now it's called Keep, K-E-A-P, and, and it's a customer relations management software. And they have a big conference each year that's going on this week uh, in the Phoenix area. And uh, they wrote an article about MagnaWave for their magazine talking about how we started going to their conferences and we learned about marketing at their conference and applied their marketing principles and fully utilized their software in order to help our communication with you, our customers, and how it allowed us to grow exponentially uh, over the years. And, and so as it turns out, they, they have associates at Keep who help customers come on and they're, and they're good for any size business. So if you have, if you're a one person business or a five person business, they're very effective in how they can help you and the tools they have to help you keep records, to sell your services, to get paid for your services, just everything. It's a great, great company. Keep K-E-A-P, uh, search them out and look at it. But one of their associates in Phoenix <clears throat> turns out is a MagnaWave customer and a MagnaWave user. And so she was very surprised when she got her Keep magazine this month or in October, opened it up, page through and bingo, there's an article uh, about MagnaWave and she was going on about it and was so surprised. And I, I don't know if she knew that we were a Keep customer before that, but at any rate, she posted a, a testimonial uh, the testimonial she posted was was pretty long, so Tony and his crew have uh, edited it down, and we'd like to play it for you now because it's pretty interesting and it's a great story. So here we go. And so I was reading it, and MagnaWave, which is a huge therapy that I have invested a lot of money into <laughs> uh, because my horse needs it, um, uses Keep. How freaking cool is that, guys? It is so cool. It's like a whole case study in here about how they went, you know, from like $20,000 a month to $20 million thanks to Icon and Keep. And um, honestly, seriously, so cool. This, hi, Erin. This totally caught my attention because, of course, it's a horse. Um, but... This article, I can totally put my testimony next to this article with MagnaWave serving so many freaking people um, and helping, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, predominantly women create their own businesses um, with, with the therapy. MagnaWave is so cool and there's so many people who have been able to create amazing businesses and that ripple effect from Keep to MagnaWave to all the practitioners and therapy providers, um, to the horse owners, right? Like it is so cool and so palpable. And you know what? I see it all the time in our business. I see it all the time in our clients' businesses. Like that ripple effect is real. But the cool thing that I just wanted to mention is this is something that, um, that I know of outside of the cube community. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I know, I know this, um, and I see it and I watch it happen all the time. And so to be able to connect those dots back to my favorite company in the entire world, keep, um, is just really stinking cool. There you go. Really stinking cool. <laughs> 
but it was uh, so it was a surprise to her when it was uh, in the article and where we were honored for them to do an article about MagnaWave. And so it's been an exciting year from from that perspective. And, she, and what was really cool is she's talking about the number of women who have been able to work and build businesses and do this. And, and we've it's just been that way pretty much from the beginning. And uh, so we're excited about that. And we hope you enjoyed that. And there is a full interview available somewhere about that. If you maybe Tony can make that available also if somebody wants to see it. Okay. Leilani uh, asks a question. I've been using my machine with polo horses. They are very sketchy when using the loop covers. The crunchy noise does not make them relax. Obviously, I don't have to use the covers. But does the loop absorb smell or does the do the horses sweat? Does the horses sweat make the loop or butterfly loop turn yellow over time without the covers? The answer to that is no. I mean, we we use them for years without covers. It's a situation that during everything going on, it's a way to keep the loops clean. And they, and they will, they don't yellow necessarily. They yellow more rapidly from being in the sunlight. If you leave them in a car and the sunlight gets to them. If you don't clean them periodically, they can. I mean, they're they're silicone rubber tubes. Um, and, and so it can discolor over time. It's very easily cleaned. I've always used uh, like a, a wipe, a Clorox wipe or that type of thing to clean it off. You can use soap and water. There's been times that I've used just a cap full of bleach and a bucket of water and a, and a uh, little soap and clean them right up and, and away you go. So it's nothing that you have to have the covers on there to prevent anything. A lot of people like the idea that you're, that you're not going from animal to animal with the same loop. And, and that kind of came about over the years when people were concerned back when we had some issues years ago in Florida and various places with herpes and so on and so forth that people were saying, wait a minute, you got to clean this loop when you come into the building each time. The covers kind of changed that situation, gave it, gave it a change. They changed the color. Sometimes we've had issues that some animals, uh, the, the white coil on the long lead can look like a rope that can be discomforting to the animal uh, and so forth. So the covers just kind of added some additional protection, allows some for better cleanliness and changes the perspective of the view uh, from the animal, but certainly uh, certain animals may not be comfortable with the sound that the uh, that the covers make as they're as it's manipulated. So whatever you want to do, but it's nothing that you have to have, and and it certainly is not going to change colors rapidly. Uh, I've, we have coils that have been with us for 10, 12 years that, that look today like they did in the beginning. Now, certainly they're going to be aged and they will have been cleaned and used time and time again. So they may be a little different looking than the brand new coils, but not significantly, significantly different. So Leilani, if your animals are more comfortable using the coils just as they are, fine. Uh, not a problem. And just clean them. You know, some people, I uh, remember back in the days in Wellington when we'd clean, have to clean everything after every treatment, we'd go and, and uh, um, use them. Uh, Hazel talks about, says her covers have gotten softer the more I wash and use them. So uh, there you go. But maybe we need to look into that and see the material. We want something that is cleanable, something that does not absorb uh, the dirt and the sweat as readily uh, as other some materials. We want to have materials that are more uh, microbial safe, uh, microbial resistant. And so we're trying to do uh, keep all of that into play. One thing you can do with the covers is certainly you can wash them in a disinfectant, let them air dry or throw them in a dryer. And now you know that they're, they're, they've been, they're clean when you go back to use them and, and, uh, away you go. So hope that helps. Uh, but no, that there you, you can use years. And there's plenty of people that don't use the covers today. But if you like the covers, you like the, the cleanliness aspect, bingo, the covers are there uh, for your for your use. Uh, let's see. Um, so so uh, Kate has a response back for Leilani. Um, Quasi and I've had a horse step on the lead hose during treatment. Will that damage the copper wire or affect the delivery of the therapy? I don't see any visible damage. <clears throat> it's really, it, you shouldn't have a problem. If you're treating in a horse uh, in a stall with, with stall mats and hay or whatever they're using as their bedding and they step on it, not an issue. Now, if you're on concrete or a hard surface and they step on it, could that potentially hinder 
uh, the wire or make it more brittle or break it, that could happen. Doesn't happen very often. Uh, so I, I would, you know, typically I, if I'm treating on concrete, I watch my coil and my lead a little closer. And uh, But even on concrete, they can step on it and it's not a potential immediate problem. It will not, and it, the only thing that will disturb the signal being delivered is if the wire or the copper tubing, copper, copper wire itself breaks. And at that point, you will see sparking. You will see a black spot appear on your lead or in the coil. Uh, a lot of times when people twist their coils down to make them into like a, like a butterfly, that, that movement can cause the wires to break or become brittle over time. Uh, I always suggest that one of the biggest issues with the cables is uh, they are a rubber covering over the copper wire. So, uh, and that can deteriorate in heat, certainly uh, over, over time. So if you keep your coils in the car and you leave them in the car and the car temperature in the summertime, wherever you're located, gets up into the hundreds, 105, 110 degrees, certainly that's going to have a dry, just like it does on your interior of your automobile potentially. So you want to... Uh, keep keep the coils themselves if you can in, in room temperatures when you're not out using them through the day. So that just prolongs the life of the rubber covering uh, over the wires. But again, coming back to the standing issue, that should not be a problem uh, or cause an issue uh, accordingly. Okay, uh, let's see. Hi, hi Pat. Uh, hi, Terry. Did you happen to get a chance to look into the primary lateral sclerosis and how to go about using MagnaWave to treat someone with that? You know, I did look at that, but then I went to bed and I need to pull it back up. I'll do that here in a few minutes and maybe we can uh, talk about that a little further. Let's see if we've got a call. Nope, no one's called. 502-414-3436. Love to visit with you and have a conversation about whatever is whatever it is that you would like to talk about. Okay, let's see if we have any other. Um, looking for a practitioner in New Jersey. Um, let's see. That's only the only questions I see on the on the page. So if you have a question, please send me a text, and we'll talk about your question, um, or give me a call, or post it in the cat the chat box. Let me come back here and see if we have anything. Um, all right. How would you address a horse that just had colic surgery? Teresa asks. <clears throat> well, certainly we want the horse to be comfortable. We want the horse to heal, uh, as rapidly as possible. So I would treat the overall general body area. Uh, I would pay a close attention to the hind area to, uh, all uh, all around the gut area, uh, I would treat moderately because if it's a surgery is recent and if the blooding, if the blooding, if the bleeding is in check, you can certainly uh, treat the area. But what you're going to do is you're going to help the horse be comfortable. You're going to help the horse be in a situation to uh, for the body to heal itself in a more rapid fashion. So that that's a good thing. But I would simply wait. Uh, a day or two, so they make sure that everything from the surgery is in good condition, not an issue, no bleeding, and then just begin to, to uh, it's kind of, I would kind of attribute it to like general overall soreness, even though it's in the gut area, in the, in the intestinal area of the animal, you don't, you, the only reason you'd want to do a full body treatment is to get the, all the blood in the body moving freely, moving oxygen, having good oxygenation. So when it moves to that area of the body where the surgery occurred, you've got a good healing potential being created and being delivered to the area. So uh, I would just approach it as a, as a general body soreness issue and, and, treat the, and treat the overall, at least the back part of the body or a whole body treatment. Now you'll know in many cases where they did the surgery, how they performed the surgery to treat that area itself is fine just to help, you know, the, all the incisions and everything that they do to, to make it better. Certainly talk with the veterinarian who is in charge of the animal or who works with the animal so they understand what's going on and they can give you some, some background uh, on how they would prefer to see it, uh, to see it treated. That'd be a good application for the large wave wings. You could put and move those down the body very, very easily, cover a large area of the body at a, at a moderate setting and uh, be able just to, again, provide general wellness uh, to, the, to the area. Great question, Teresa, thank you. Uh, can you explain the benefit of using a Zoom paddle 
on myself versus the butterfly wing? Is there much difference? Okay, Doug, <clears throat> the difference in, in the two is that the way the zoom paddle is made, it's an actual Tesla coil. Uh, Nikolai Tesla created that coil to deliver, I call it a spotlight type of signal. The coils, the round coils, if you're dealing with the, uh, with the round coil, the signal kind of comes out like this and goes back into the coil. So it's coming up through the center. I, I call it like a fluid delay or like a fountain. It's coming out, it's doing this. And, but with the paddle, and I don't have a paddle sitting here, but with the paddle, if this is the paddle, the signal comes out like a spotlight, comes straight out. So what you, you get two things there. You get a more uh, a higher intensity uh, delivery, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it's more intense with the paddle. You are getting more energy and in most cases, a higher Gauss delivery number. And with that, then you do with the butterfly. The butterfly is going to be a little less. Now, the butterfly is intense in that it's covering a small area. So when you put it on the shoulder, you're getting that area right there. And whereas if you use the, the large loop, you'd be covering more territory. Working well, I use the, I got to where I'm using the large uh, loop now on my knee because I'm wanting the energy to get to my whole knee, upper thigh, and the calf area to be able to get the whole area for any um, <clears throat> referred uh, inflammation in the fascia that's coming off where I where I stretched in, in uh, uh, my MCL and it didn't tear. I, Dr. Bard did an ultrasound on it, not torn, but inflamed. Uh, stretched it pretty good. So that's the primary difference. You're going to get a higher Gauss delivery level with the paddle. You can get a more directed intensity because again, it's like a spotlight. You've seen the spotlights that you use on boats and, you know, the Popo uses them, the police, they're, they're just nice, big, bright uh, hunters use them, whatever, uh, very bright, very direct. And that's what you're getting out of the paddle. The coils turn into more of a fountain type of effect as it's delivering the signal. They both work, they both work just fine. You don't have to have a paddle to do anything. However, it adds a little bit of versatility to what you're doing or what, you, what you're approaching. And it's funny how you, how you do things. Uh, and on the MagnaWave Express, we have, a, we have a device and we use a paddle with it almost all the time. Why? Because people will come on, they'll want to see what it feels like, they'll want to have their back treated or their elbow or their shoulder, whatever it is, and so we can use that paddle, make it comfortable, we can turn it way down or we can turn it higher, and the paddle just, it just adds some versatility. In a situation uh, that you're dealing with, if you don't have, have to worry about it, they both work just fine. And, and for years, all we had was the butterfly loop and the large loop. And, and the manufacturer would always say to me, you don't need anything else. You've got everything you need. And, you, and the reality of it is, that's correct. However, people want to be able to do the large wings that started with the doctor in, in uh, Tennessee, a veterinarian who wanted to be able to put a large loop over a horse's neck and treat the whole chest area, the heart and, and shoulders from this type of perspective. That was the first big loop that we built. Uh, uh, doctor, what was his name? Uh, it'll come to me in a minute at Bennett, Dr. Uh, John Bennett in, in, uh, in Tennessee. And so we would treat it in that fashion. Then next thing you know, the wings came along. And so the wings can do both shoulders at one time or both sides of the neck. So it just creates variability. It creates options for you to be able to approach the animals in, in different situations. And so I hope that answers your, your question, uh, Doug, and, and I hope that, hope that helps. Um, here, it, oh, here we go. Uh, we just po posted a research study on magnetic fields with lateral sclerosis. Uh, education department is, is looking into this more and we'll email you more info uh, after office hours. There you go. So they're gonna approach it and try to get you more specifics on that situation. Um, Jim's with us this morning. Hey, Jim, uh, let's see. Is it normal for someone who has a lot of swelling in their legs not to feel the machine at all? She has a Julian. Her swelling is going, has been going on for a very long time. Well, if you've got severe inflammation in, a, in an extremity and it's been going on for a long time, I mean, a long time, obviously there is damage that has occurred. 
So you have nerve damage. You might have some nerve atrophy. Uh, you're talking about a, a, if it's very swollen, you're talking about almost like an insulator. So that can slow. It doesn't stop the energy from going to the area, but it can, it, you may not feel it as much. Uh, folks with neuropathy in their feet, you may treat their feet and they don't feel anything. But after a period of time, it can begin to improve. So here's a situation. If it's, take, if it's been there for a long time and it's taken a long time for it to accumulate, you got to realize it could take a long time or a good amount of time to get it to change. Now, we can't, <clears throat> we always talk about if you can treat something immediately, you're better off than if you treat something in a year from now or six months from now or two weeks from now or tomorrow. The more rapidly you can get to something, the better results you can hope to receive. And so in that type situation, depending on things that aren't there, what is the overall weight uh, of the person? How much is, is that affected uh, to all of the situations? Certainly you put a large person uh, in a chair and you put a coil on their back, they may, you know, they may not feel it as rapidly as a, a person of smaller stature who doesn't have as much tissue so on and so forth. So there are differences and that can uh, make a difference. What I would, I don't know which coil you're using. Again, you could use a large loop on the leg and maybe get a lot more movement. I don't know if they'd feel it anymore or you could use the paddle and move it up and down the leg and be able to maybe get a little more energy in there to get good penetration into the tissue to hopefully create the circulation to aid in uh, relieving the situation that they're looking for. But a lot of times, time, it gets in the way of what you're trying to accomplish, the, how long something has been there. Hope that helps. Uh, if not, uh, let me know. Let's see. Uh, can you talk about working on a person with seven fused discs? Best way to treat and people get, and pe can people get relief for, with PEMF? When you're dealing uh, with fused discs, uh, whether it's an animal, uh, let's talk for, from an animal situation that if they're fused and put together, obviously that could cause uh, flexation issues that can certainly cause comfort issues. And the challenge becomes, how, again, how long, how, how much the nerve is involved, how inflamed the nerves become. And can we get that inflammation out of the nerves to relieve the situation and to make the client more comfortable? And as I've said a numerous times, it, the nerve, uh, it, it becomes inflamed in a slower rate unless there's an acute or a quick, you know, like an injury or something like that. But if there's something that's causing a problem and the nerve takes a long time to become irritated and sore, it also takes a long time to get the inflammation out of that type of, because there's no real blood flow. It's ner the nerves are nourished by the blood, the cells in the nerves. And so it's not like soft tissue uh, muscle that you can get in and actually kind of massage the tissue and clear things up rapidly in, in the softer tissue. When you're dealing with nerves, cartilage, tendon, all of that kind of stuff, it's a slower go to relieve the situation. <clears throat> But the quick answer is yes, they can, their, their can, relief can be achieved. However, if the problem cannot, if it's an anatomical problem, if I've got a burr or spur on my shoulder that's irritating my patella, my, my, not my patella, well, that's my knee, but irritating my rotator cuff nerves or the area there, I can relieve that. I can make it feel a little better. But as soon as I quit, the spur is going to go right back doing its job. It's kind of like a spur in your foot. You can make your heel feel better. You can help relieve the inflammation in the heel if they have a spur. But if you don't go in and get rid of the spur, it's going to come back. And so when you have a fused disc type of situation, and I talk about my wife with the herniated discs, I mean, it, it's amazing. She goes to the doctor now, and, and you know, every couple of years or so, they'll do a uh, uh, an x-ray and they'll look at her back and they'll say, my God, how did you walk in here? That's got to be bothering you. And she says, no, doesn't bother me at all. And I say, well, why? She says, well, I treat it. Well, what do you do? And so they you know, go through the, go through the whole thing. And then they look at you like, you what? And, and uh, does that help? And, but it does. And it has, and it's given her relief now for almost 20 years of it, but it took us months 
to get the inflammation down to where she didn't have the pain and where she could feel pain free and have good mobility for three or four weeks in a row from a couple of treatments. But it took time to get there. That's what you're dealing with, with the fused discs uh, on your client. It's just, that's, that's what you have to deal with. And if it's, again, if it's anatomical, it's anatomical. If it's, if it's soft tissue and it can be relieved and it won't come back, bingo, that's a good thing. And so that's what you need to deal with. So it's going to take some time to get there, but you can hopefully get to, again, every client is different. The severity has gotten to the point that maybe there's a lot of nerve damage because of the years or the length of time that it's been there. In some cases, it could be, you may not be able to do anything. We haven't found many cases that you can't do something, but, you, you know, to sit back and say, oh, well, we can, we can take care of that. You got to look at the length of time, the severity of what's going on, talk to the doc, see what the issues are, and then just approach it uh, cautiously, approach it continually, and to look for the uh, uh, result that you're looking for. That's where sometimes you can have different modalities. That's where the LZR can come into effect, where you can treat the area uh, of the fused discs very directly, let the, let the heat and the light do its stuff that it does, then come back with the MagnaWave and the PEMF to nourish the area with good energy. And again, look for the complementary, you know, they talk about integrative medicine using a lot of different things together, uh, holistic, and, as well as, as traditional medicine using integrating those, integrative medicine to get a good result with different, uh, different medications, different approaches, so forth, and, and the same thing when we talk about using complementary methods. They're complementary methods. That's what they are. They complement each other, and they work together. So hope that helps as, as we uh, go down that road here. Let's see. Um, is there any age that is too young or too old to use PEMF? <clears throat> We have treated, and you can you know, just kind of put this in your head and think about it across all the lines. We have treated foals for brain injuries and neck injuries the day after foaling, the day after birth. And so you can apply that same thing to, to your clients or to your aspects as you're thinking about things. Certainly, um, you don't want to, uh, if, if you're talking about uh, a, a brand new birth, you don't want to sit back and think, I'm going to treat this situation for an hour a day, every day. You don't want to get into situations as the body is developing to where there could be an issue. There have been a lot of talk about growth platelets and so forth. But you, when you talk to the doctors and the veterinarians about this type situation, we're not treating uh, any any client in a situation that we're treating for hours on end to, to treat the inflammation, to treat for comfort, to treat an area for better blood flow, so on and so forth, may have some good positive results and help the doctors in what they're doing, always working with the veterinarians and so forth to, to understand uh, what's being done. I've not seen a situation, and certainly there are many different uh, 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 doctors and clients and people who approach their clients in a manner that, that they're talking about uh, age and very young age that, that, they, that they're looking for ways to help them. And so there's, there's, no, there's no quantitative thing that says, oh, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. Certainly um, uh, children, for, for example, or young animals, let's put it that way, uh, children aren't animals, but when you're working with a doctor who's might maybe using PEMF in some fashion and they'll put it on a, on a child if that's what they're doing and there are several devices that are FDA cleared that doctors can use, when they're doing that, they'll find the, with young people, they get no reaction because they're healthy. So their muscles aren't sore. The, there's no issue with the shoulder, so on and so forth. So they don't get a reaction. Whereas you put it on somebody that's a little older for that type situation, you get reactions because there are things that develop, take time and so forth. So that's how it changes across those other, of those lines. Always talk to your uh, participating doctor about what you're doing and explain it. So everything is clear and understood if they're looking at it from an integrative position or if they're looking at it from a veterinary position with young animals. Hope that, hope that helps. Um, 
okay, is there a quantifi quantifiable decrease in the amount of time it takes for a horse's soles to thicken up using MagnaWave versus non -use not using uh, PEMF or MagnaWave? Is there an amount of time? We have seen over the years when docs were looking for, or owners or trainers were looking for uh, a, a stronger uh, hoof, uh, hoof needs to grow. Uh, we have seen cutting the, the growth times or enhancing the growth time, sometimes by a third to a half. And, and so the why, because the PEMF energy goes into the foot, goes into the hoof, stimulates circulation, stimulates oxygenation, puts the hoof in a manner that it should be or wants to be so it can grow perfectly or better, grow in a better fashion. And so that's what we have seen, just like in, in many cases with the approved, the, F, the FDA approved devices, the PMF devices for bone healing. We're seeing the first one, the first FDA approved device for non-union fractures had situations where the bone would not grow back together, would not make that contact. And they were able to use the PEMF and get the unionization of the bones to promote the healing that wouldn't heal. So by getting it, it sped up that process. Same thing happens when you're talking about the hoof wall and the, and the growing of the hoof to, as it needs to be done if they need to, to have that happen. So uh, I can't quantify can't say that, oh, yes, if you treat this every day for 20 minutes, you're going to cut that hoof time regrowth or hoof time healing uh, by two thirds or by this permit. Every animal is different. Every injury is different. So it's going to take different amounts of time to get at those particular type of, of situations. But the bottom line is what we've seen in hoof growth uh, and, and the, you know, if you want to talk about your nails and so on and so forth, uh, uh, up to a third to a half shorter period of time to heal, or it will heal a third faster in, in many cases. And, and again, it's not the PEMF that's doing the healing. The PEMF is allowing the body to better heal itself because all we're trying to do is help the blood flow and the oxygenation. And um, so hope that helps. Uh, Sheba asked the question, on uh, CastBox, what are we talking about? We're talking about pulsed electromagnetic field therapy for inflammation reduction and, and improving the body's ability to heal itself. Shiba, I hope that helps you. Let's see. Um, wow, good questions today. Uh, I have a client that has a gastric stimulator for gastroparesis that is not MRI compliant. It does have a battery, so we assume that she would not be able candidate for PEMF. Have you encountered this before? Unfortunately, she has had the device for two years, still has persistent daily nausea, vomiting, etc. This is a perfect situation to talk with the doctor. Again, there are devices approved by the FDA uh, that deliver the same type of signals that that we do that that could be used in some situations. The fact that there's a battery powered device, number one, if it's rechargeable, uh, that's not an issue. If it is, you don't want to, then that's the biggest fear is running the battery down uh, by using PEMF or a magnetic type of device, a magnetic generator type of device around those. So you always wanna make sure that that's cleared uh, with the client, with the doctor, before you utilize. If, if you're not treating that exact area, if, for example, there are, if you're treating a foot or two away, so you might be treating the low back and then, or you might be treating the shoulder and the implantation is in another location, then you, you know, again, have a look at it, make sure that it is either rechargeable or battery changeable, whatever the situation uh, may be. But as a rule, when you're dealing with that type situation, you, you err on the side of caution. If it's there, don't do it until you have those questions answered and you get total specifics on where you're wanting to go or looking to accomplish. Hope that helps. Uh, I've been diagnosed with mild osteoporosis. I don't want to take another pill, any studies or anything I can show um, my doctor. <clears throat> well, certainly good blood flow, good oxygenation. If you're taking supplementation for your uh, 
osteoporosis, uh, and and the utilization of PEMF can can increase the viability of the medication that the doctor is giving you, uh, increase the potential absorption, so you get a better result from what you're looking for. That's the conversation to have with your doctor. And there are studies out there that have been completed on various devices that show better uh, accumulate better assimilation of the medications and how they approach what's what's going on. So I would certainly have that conversation with my doctor and explain to them what's available. And the doctors can approach different things as a prescription. A doctor can approach things as a physician and say, I want to try this or work with this and do these things. So always be in, in very good communication uh, in those uh, types of situations. But yes, you can see some improvement and some result in what you're looking for, but always make sure um, that you're doing. Hazel says, I had osteoporosis in my last bone density test. Uh, wait a minute, let's see. I had osteoporosis and my last bone density test came back improved without drugs. So uh, thank you, Hazel, for, for sharing that. I told the doctor what I was using and he put PEMF in my charts that is filled with what has helped. So he's actually communicating with her, put it into her charts so they understand uh, what's being done and how it's being utilized. Perfect. Um, let's see. My daughter is fused from C1 to C7 using my whole body PMF mat on her greatly relieves her discomfort. So I am very grateful for the Soul Pro. I also used, I also used Apple on it. My wife, when she broke her elbow, or maybe that's just not written. The, the orthopedist was stunned that her elbow healed uh, in three weeks rather than three months. He expected it to take. It's amazing when we see those uh, types of results. When I had my knee, it's now been four and a half weeks since I injured my knee, my MCL. And typically those healings can take up to uh, three months or longer. And, and uh, I, just in the last two nights, I'm able to sleep with no discomfort sleeping. That's when I have an issue because when you lay in your bed and you put your, your you know, you have your leg there, there's pressure that's that when your leg is in the bed like that, so you're creating pressure, you're, you know, you kind of get a little bow, if you will. So if you put a pillow under it, it makes it better. But you want to be able to lay sideways in your bed and, and not have that pressure on the area that it that is sore. And four and a half weeks, it's it's not healed. I can still have to move it in certain ways, but I can create pain if I want to, which I don't want to, but that's that's how it how it goes uh, from those types of situations. Um, let's see, someone asked a question because Leilani's answering it about CBD. Oh, talking about uh, CBD being a good supplement for nausea. So combining MagnaWay with other than human horse CBD helps with nausea because of the interaction of the serotonin receptors. Going to have a, a, a webinar and we're going to get Leilani on this program to better discuss the application of CBD and PEMF and MagnaWay and how it can be beneficial to the various situations that you're that you're talking about. So uh, Leilani, thank you for uh, approaching that and answering that question. <clears throat> Does the HydraWave reduce normal flora? No. Um, there are ways to to deal with that, but it does not necessarily do that. The, the, the silver aspect of the, the hydrowave and the, the oxygenation that it helps most always is approaching a bacterial or the bad flora type of situation in the body. And we could get further into that at some point, potentially. Um, there's an article, thank you for uh, posting about osteoporosis and PEMF. Uh, Doug asks, I meant to also use PEMF on my wife's elbow. Sorry for the typo, not wife's apple. Uh, so, <laughs> or use the apple on the elbow, whatever. Good. Thank you, uh, Doug, for, for clearing that up. Um, all right. Let's see if there's any calls. Oh, um, any update on shipping delays? Um, the shipping delays, I'm sorry, but we're having the same problem as everybody else, we're just hoping to things start changing here in the next few weeks and few days as, as, as best we can. 
and uh, we're we're on top of it, and that's about all I got. It's it's just it's it's no fun. Uh, what's going on? I mean, we got situations where things are in the factories sitting waiting for one little piece, and and where is it? Uh, but we're on that, and uh, we'll keep you up, keep you abreast of what uh, is going on. Thank you so much. Um, with the LZR, if you are taking immune suppressing medicine, can you still treat others with the LZR light? Most assuredly. The light's affecting who you're treating. Um, it, 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 that, so you can, you can use that uh, if you're treating someone's shoulder or, or something like that. You don't want to necessarily use it on yourself if you're concerned about that or if your doctor's concerned about that. But it's, a, it's directly proportionate to who, where its contact is being made and what is being treated. So I hope that helps, Melanie. All right. Uh, any other questions, please post them in the uh, chat box. Wow, there's been some good questions today. I certainly always appreciate that. If you'd like to visit with me, 502-414-3436. We've got uh, six or seven minutes here before we need to uh, move on. And I'd love to visit with someone or answer your questions, uh, whatever they may be. Um, Let's see. Okay. Looks, let me make sure here. Let me come down. New comments. Update on the video books. Um, okay. Maybe uh, Emily is with us and might be able to either provide us with an update or put something into the uh, chat box to bring us up to date uh, on the position of, of the books. Um, I don't know off the top of my head today. Um, what the situation is. Typically, I ask that question, does the PMF help with stem cell growth? There have been, uh, Dion, um, some indications. And again, I, I covered two things here. Back when uh, Dr. Dennis did the NASA study, they found that there is the potentiality of nerve regeneration uh, in the body and muscle tissue regeneration uh, helped with the application of PEMF and it takes the body stem cells. There are some studies that have shown that the stem cell growth within the body is enhanced and improved when the body's cellular function is in good shape. So we want to improve the cellular function of the body, which will therefore hopefully improve the stem cell, stem cell development within the body. And uh, there, are, there are some things that, that show that. Where we're going now uh, with some of our research is to get very specific into some of that stuff with the imaging uh, things that we're working on with Dr. Bard. We're working with the AOPP to, in order to, to have some preliminary studies done that can be beneficial to understand how this works. And we, we want to go to specific types of questions, specific types of issues so we can use imagery you know, I remember three or four years ago, five, 10 years ago, when we first started using uh, dark field microscopy to actually show that after a 10 minute treatment, the blood flow improved in the body, in the area of treatment. And we were able to show that we were able to see that. But did we actually see the tissue that's damaged change? And uh, now we can. Dr. Bard has got some devices using his ultrasound that we can go and treat his leg where he has a problem and, and take, a, take an ultrasound, then provide the, the PEMF therapy to the leg for 10 minutes and come back and do another ultrasound and see a difference in the, in the, in the pulsing. He's got a leg condition where it gets, it's almost like a, a Charlie horse that when he stands, it starts just gripping <clears throat> on, the, on the leg area there and it causes pain. When we treat, we've always seen situations, well, it's better, it feels better, isn't that great? Well, what's it doing? Well, it feels better. Isn't that great? Well, what's it doing? And how did it change? And now we're able uh, to do, in fact, we're, we're, uh, I'm going to order a new device, an ultrasound device, a handheld device that that person would be able to use themselves and, and scan, send the picture to their doctor and the doctor can look at it and say, hey, you're better. And here's what's happening. And here's the video. And here's the image. And so things are really rapidly changing in in those areas so we hope to find some of that out and go a little deeper uh, because those are the questions when we go to the universities and we go to the the doctors the research folks and say well we'd like to do this or work with that they that's their question well, what what have you what what do you have that shows the viability just show me the viability 
of what you're doing. Well, they feel better. Show me the, vi the viability of what you're doing. So now we're getting to the point uh, that we're going to be able to help and to actually show viability, show promise, show reason to go further uh, with this, uh, with these studies or, and with this type of, of uh, theory and, and development. So that's exciting. And, and that's what's happening in those areas. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Trinity, you're very nice. Always look forward to Tuesdays because of office hours. That's very kind. And I sorry, I always look forward to Tuesdays because I learn so much. You folks ask questions that that cause me to think, that cause me to research and, and to help provide the answers that you're looking for to make your day better and, and your clients days better and improved. And that, so that's always exciting. I have a lot of fun doing that. And uh, we look forward to being here every week if we can. And that's that's the name of the game on this Tuesday, November the 2nd. Uh, let's see. Any other questions there? Let me come back, check the phone lines. Oh, nothing on the phone line there. So, OK, um, it's been a good day. I certainly appreciate you being here with me. I look forward to coming back next week and spending some time uh, with you. And if you have questions, send them to uh, MagnaWave, send them to uh, info at magnawavepemf.com, support at magnawavepemf.com, and we will certainly get back to you, or potentially we can cover these uh, questions and situations through uh, the office hours. Should we avoid treating women who are having their monthly cycle? Well, that's a question for, for your doctor or the person. Uh, you know, if you're treating a shoulder, uh, if your doctor is okay with that and you're treating the shoulder or the upper back or that type of situation, uh, do you want to treat the abdominal area uh, on an animal uh, that's having an issue with bleeding or anything like that? No, you, you don't want to cause any increase in anything like that. But to treat peripheral areas, to treat the feet, to treat a headache, to treat whatever you may be looking at is direct is not proportionate to the a particular area that you want to not cause uh, any additional um, flow or movement. So I hope that helps with that. Uh, always consult with your veterinarian or your doctor if they are in doing a uh, uh, holistic work or integrative work and they want to know what's happening, always be sure to consult and, and realize that We're, we, we don't diagnose, we don't do anything like that. We just want want the animals and the, and the associated clients to be comfortable. Let's see. Am I correct? We're running out of time here, but okay. I'm, am I correct that someone with a broken collarbone that we should wait two weeks before treatment has been seen by a doctor, no surgery will be needed? If, again, if the doctor is, understands what you're doing and what you're approaching, uh, no need to necessarily wait, begin treatment. Uh, to go back, the reason that in, in horses and animals, we wanted folks to wait because if, you, if they had a break and they began treating, they can get a, a false positive, if you will. If, they in, in, if they're saying it's going to be eight weeks and they do an x-ray after four or five weeks and it looks great, but it's not totally healed, that's not a good thing because then they'll go begin to work the animal and they can have a problem. But if you wait a couple of weeks, and let things begin to heal, and then go in there and hopefully get an improved healing environment, which can move the healing along at a more rapid pace, you're safer. And, and also quite often in bones, what you want to have happen is the bone to be together and to begin healing from the inside out. So as you're treating, you are now energizing the growth from the inside out. If you don't give it a chance to start that, you're going to be masquerading, if you will, and not masquerading, but you're going to be starting the growth from the outside in, which in, on an x-ray can give you a false positive. So that's why we do it on animals. We want people to be cautious, take their time and treat. Uh, when your doctor is utilizing a device uh, for bone healing on, on a person, that person feels the pain. The person understands the pain if they have the wrong movement or what's going on. So you don't have to, you can, and they can more readily do an image and see what's, what's happening with those situations. So uh, there is a difference uh, between human and, and 
animal applications, but you need to always go over that with your doctor, particularly if your doctor is working in an integrative manner with integrative devices. All right. Um, here we go. Uh, Trinity writes, using PEMF and LZR always helps me with cramps during that time. Treating a cramp it, it, it absolutely is, is away from, again, and easy to, a little easier to deal with, particularly, you know, some people unfortunately deal with endometriosis and they have a lot of pain and things associated with that during specific times. And to relieve those uh, situations can be a benefit as long as you're doing it with the proper questions. Okay, uh, it's one o'clock Eastern. We're certainly glad to be here. And thank you uh, for joining us. I always enjoy it. Wave on to better health. Go all the way with MagnaWave. Have a great day. We love you guys. See you. Bye-bye.